something extra from the wrestling podcast about nothing with Mike Crockett and the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Happy Thanksgiving. It is something extra. Bonus audio for episode 31 of the wrestling podcast about nothing. My name is Mike Crockett. And once again, no Brian Malonis here with me. He's currently on his uh, 57th pass of It's a Small World. And I don't know if he'll ever get out and get back to me here. But in his stead, we have someone joining me here for the first time. He is from the Hurricane Ronda podcast and 59 Media. This is Eric Tolley. Eric, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I couldn't be more excited. This is fantastic. I mean, we've kind of been casual podcast acquaintances for a very long time. Never really directly spoken, but here we are and we're doing it. Here we it. are. Absolutely. I, you know, uh, Brian's out there and uh, doing his thing in Disney World or Disneyland or whatever one he's in. He's probably having a great time, but I, I think we're, I'm having more fun being on your show tonight in, in his place. This is like a ride all its own right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So everyone voted on Twitter at the WPAN for what you wanted to hear us talk about this week on Something Extra. And the winner was... An NXT TakeOver review. NXT TakeOver Toronto took place this past Saturday. And before we get into NXT TakeOver, you and I talked, Eric, uh, before, uh, right after I put up the poll, actually. And I was a little worried because I had put as one of the poll options the biggest turkey in the biz. Because, <laughs> because I knew this was going to be released on Thanksgiving Day. And I thought, okay, you get the turkey, the whole, let's do the whole tie-in. But I regretted it immediately after I hit uh, enter, and I was like, what am I going to say for the biggest turkey in in the biz? I did come up with probably, you know, Vince Russo would probably be a good one. But Yes. Uh, I was a little worried, too, there, you know, and I was <laughs> I was kind of thinking, 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 you know, just one, two, three, four, five. There's so many options there, if you, <laughs> if, if you, especially if you go way back. Do you think Brian Malonis's name would have came up? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, it would have been I, I kind of prepared myself for that, but I'm glad that this option was chosen in the end. I, I think after this pay-per-view, um, obviously, it, it was great in, in my opinion. So I think that a lot of people probably saw that, voted for it, and then decided that they want to hear our take on this particular pay-per-view. Yeah. And I mean... Overall, I probably had a better experience watching this than I did the Survivor Series. I think NXT TakeOver overall has always been, you know, an enjoyable time. It's like two hours. They, you know, sometimes it runs into two and a half hours, but it's always very good. Even, you know, a lot of the guys have moved on. They kind of cleaned out after WrestleMania this year. They cleaned out a lot of the talent and they're building up new talent. But still, I mean, these these uh, NXT TakeOvers, uh, they're doing very, very well, keeping our attention, keeping us interested, keeping us entertained. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. And like I said, I think I enjoyed it probably more than Survivor Series. How about you? I would have bet the house, you know, if you would have asked me Friday afternoon, I would have bet the house on it that I would have enjoyed NXT TakeOver more than Survivor Series pay-per-view. Right. And and I was right. And I, I would have, I guess, owned another house because it, <laughs> every time they do these pay-per-views, you know, they usually do them now before the big four. And they're always amazing, incredible. They just get it. it they just really do. And they're shorter. Two hours is a great time frame for my attention span. Right. For sure. A, a lot of viewers and stuff like that. So I, I knew that I was going to enjoy this, especially looking at the card. 
Yeah, definitely. And we're going to talk about it here. I mean, it's a, by the time this goes out, it's a few days since uh, TakeOver. So we're going to kind of hit it from a different angle. We're going to kind of go through a few categories here. And we're going to give our picks. Like, we're going to do something like entrance of the night. We're going to talk about the spot of the night, the moment of the night, stuff like that. And we're going to give uh, each of us to give our pick as we kind of, in a roundabout way, review TakeOver here on something extra. All right. First of all, let's talk about the entrance of the night. Eric, what was your pick for the entrance of the night from TakeOver Toronto? This one was easy for me. Um, I know there was two entrances that really stood out. But I am a huge fan of the the Shinsuke Nakamura entrance. I yes. loved I loved his entrance at the last takeover event. But I liked how they switched it up, but kind of kept it the same here with the violins. I loved all the violins going at once in the ring at the end of it. I I just I was so pumped up for it. I actually just rewatched this right before I recorded another podcast. Just couple hours ago and i i blasted it in the studio and i was i was listening i i I just the crowd reaction to it they were all singing along and humming along it was it was fantastic to me i i really love that um that's where it ends for me with nakamura though i'm not a huge fan of his in the ring oh really and i know that's like sacrilegious to say blasphemy it's blasphemy right i i'm not a huge fan of his but i i have really enjoyed his entrances over the past two takeovers I actually liked the entrance um, on the last takeover a little better because I knew that that one violinist was actually playing the violin. I don't think any of those guys that were out there were actually playing the violin. They just pumped in his don't, actual music. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I did like, uh, like I said, his entrance better last time. I, I would pick Bobby Roode's entrance from Toronto over Nakamura's. Bobby Roode, I mean, they were actual choir singers and they were actually singing glorious glorious that whole deal and i mean once the mu- actual music started i'm not sure if they actually continued to sing bad uh, lip syncing going on but from the get-go i think the first entrance of the night bobby rude and i kind of prefer that all right let's move on to the spot of the night i'm gonna go with it was from the tag team title match and Johnny Gargano was on the apron and he was looking to do a slingshot spear uh, from the apron into the ring and he was caught by the revival and they hit the shatter machine out of nowhere. And that was like perfectly timed, perfectly done. And I think that to me was a spot of the night. How about you? That was a great spot. But the one, the one that really wowed me and really made me stop and kind of rewatch it was the the tm61 spot with shane thorne saying that right is it shane thorne is shane thorne or nick miller is one of the two (laughs) right one of the two where they were on top of that contraption that was holding paul ellering up suspended above the ring and he did that flip onto everybody and it it was to me that was uh you know high risk for sure definitely higher than the you know normal top of the rope kind of kind of move but that really stood out to me on this card. It, it stood out to me too, but the only thing that made me kind of sour on it was it happened about like two minutes into the match. And so it didn't end up really amounting to anything as the match kind of wore on. If this had happened like near the end of the match and led into a finish, I would have been a little more, uh, a little more jazzed about it. But yeah, just the way this happened, like right in the beginning of the match, it kind of turned me off a little bit. But I mean, regardless spectacular great point 
but to me it did kind of stand out over the I'll tell you why in a little while I didn't pick that spot that you picked because I think the rest of my my picks are probably going to revolve around that match which I thought was amazing. Okay. All right, let's get into the moment of the night then. What'd you have for the moment of the night for Takeover Toronto? Well, for me, um again, Tommaso and Gargano winning the championship. I I think that the the fans really wanted this. I've even seen memes leading up to this event saying, you know, all we want is this is this moment, these guys to win the championship. And it, it's it's true. Tommaso being a local guy here yep. in New England and, you know, being someone that, you know, I'm, I'm from Fort Worth, Massachusetts. Top Rope Promotions is my local promotion. And he's a former heavyweight champion, you know, seeing him being champion. And all of a sudden now he's on WWE TV. And it was just a huge moment for me just seeing the local guy make it after, you know, seeing his career on the indies and seeing his way through NXT. It, it was a lot of fun for me to see him win that championship, hold WWE gold. I guess maybe that's a little uh, selfish of me to to choose that. But, it, you know, for me, just seeing the local guy win one was was huge yeah i mean me and brian malonis you know coming from chaotic wrestling and of course we're very familiar with Tommaso, and it was a fantastic moment and it's it's well deserved it's been a long strange trip for uh tomaso you know getting to wwe really early on and maybe not having the I mean, I think you probably agree, not the, the maturity level to really appreciate what he had and then to get back there years later and to really make the most of it. it it's, it's a great story. Um, but I, I would also say the Ty Dillinger kind of, I don't know if it was a send off or not, but after he had uh, lost to Bobby Roode in the opener, you know, they, they show the replays and they came back and Ty Dillinger was in the ring by himself and the you know the crowd giving a big uh, round of applause. I'm not sure if that means that we're going to see Ty Dillinger on one of the um you know Bra or Smackdown shows, but it was a it was a nice moment. And I mean, I don't think it it kind of pales in comparison to the DIY moment, but it's uh, I think something worth mentioning. Absolutely. Um that was a great moment. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him actually moving up, you know, right now. This close to Royal Rumble, I, I always kind of worry about, you know, what's going to happen. Obviously, we're going to get some surprises. I'm sure there's going to be an NXT guy called up, maybe even a someone brought back from the past. So this close to Royal Rumble, I, I don't ever expect anybody to debut because they get a perfect opportunity just two months away right. to to make a debut. So I would I would love to see him debut soon. I think he's I think he's great. I mean, he's definitely over. But we've seen people in NXT be over before. Bailey and not yes. really and not really had that you know transition to the main roster so hopefully it does transition for him and, and he does a great job up in the main roster because he, he's got it and, and the crowd is definitely behind him yeah we'll see if that uh comes to fruition but moving on I think I, I get a premonition Eric uh I I think I might know what your match of the night was <laughs> I I listen if 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 you're just going to go against me here just to go against me for good radio, then I'm going to know you're lying and so are your listeners. The match of the night was definitely, you know, the revival versus DIY. That match was incredible. The finish was great. It was long. Finally, we're seeing the tag team division in a WWE product. It's two out of three falls, which is kind of rare for WWE. Right. It's it's it was just it was just fun. It was a fun match. It was a lot of great spots there. I mean, no, 
none that really honestly spot wise i really love the finish you know i i loved how they ended that match i i thought it was a, a perfect finish for that match after you know a long 20 25 minute match it seemed like that long anyway i i absolutely love that match i was super stoked at the end uh for me that was one of the better tag team matches of the year I mean, I I guess I have to agree. You have, you have to agree. That was <laughs> that was definitely the match of the match of the night. For I mean, sure. I think everything really. Uh, if you told me any of those matches, you know, were your favorite match, except for probably the Dusty Classic Finals. Um, yeah. And if you said any of those matches were your favorite match, I wouldn't I wouldn't scoff. But yeah, I mean, DIY versus the Revival. That probably you know, far and away. I mean, they're all above. Above the uh, the equator, but that one's like way up at the top. Absolutely, and I think it's going to be if if PWI wants to do a tag match of the year, I, th- I think it's definitely going to be in the in consideration at yeah. least. And their last match from Brooklyn was one of my favorites. We did a uh, something extra about the match of the year so far, and and that was one of my picks. Is their previous match from Brooklyn, and this probably topped that. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens when uh, people start talking about matches of the year uh, coming up in the next month or so. The Revival is a great tag team, too. I know that they're on the losing end of this, and they're probably not getting any of the credit, but they should because they're a great tag team. I'm hearing them getting a lot of credit out there on the uh, in the uh, Twitter sphere and stuff like that. So Right now, everyone's pretty high on DIY, you know, yeah. winning the belts and want to see them be champions. But, you know, definitely uh, kudos to them as well. All right, let's go to our last category, and okay, Eric, this cannot be a tag team. It's not going to be a tag okay. team. Okay, the MVP of the night, the MVP of NXT TakeOver Toronto. It was last Saturday night, WWE Network. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. We highly recommend it. Uh, I mean, I speak for myself. I'm sure I speak for Eric as well. Make sure you go to WWE Network, take a look at it. Who was your MVP of the night? This might surprise you. It might not. Um, my MVP of the night was Triple H. Oh. Triple H to me just gets it. We're getting a product that we we're getting what we want with NXT and in these in these pay-per-views and these events that he's throwing and in these matches that they're putting on. We've had match of the year last year as a women's match in an NXT. Yeah. We're getting matches that we want. We're getting finishes that we want. We're getting wrestlers that we want people are over the crowds into it triple h gets it he's giving us the fans this is where we can go when we're when we're kind of pissed off at everything else that's going on in in the wrestling business we can always turn to nxt to kind of get the satisfaction that we're lacking anywhere else he's in charge of it he's doing an amazing job with it this isn't ovw you know, we're we're not getting access to that. Even uh, you know, Florida Championship Wrestling, we didn't get a lot of access to that. Right. We we have access to this. We can watch it. We can we can they can build these characters in the the developmental center. Did I say that right? The performance center. That that's the one. <laughs> you know, they can they can build them there and then put them on TV to kind of build a you know a following for them before they get to the main roster. And and they're doing a great job with it. I love what he's doing with NXT. I love what he's doing with these events. I think this event was amazing. Uh, obviously, I think it beat out Survivor Series 
this week. And it, it's a shame that a lot of these guys are putting this work and getting this following and then getting to the main roster and then meeting the, the roadblock that is Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, uh, I like that. Outside the box thinking there for the uh, MVP. I picked someone um, maybe you wouldn't think of at first, uh, first thought. I picked Asuka. Okay. She had a, a great match with Mickey James, and she's kind of, I mean, she's kind of become abandoned in this uh, women's division. All the the women that kind of made the NXT uh, women's division have moved up to the main roster, and Asuka's there kind of as the cornerstone of the division now, and she is undefeated as the champion. She is kicking ass, taking names, and as I said, had a great match with uh, someone who hasn't been around very much. I mean, definitely hasn't been around WWE uh, in Mickey James. But it was a great match, and she is one of the the pillars of, of NXT at this point. She's another one I'm worried about when she gets to the main roster eventually. I, I'm worried about her getting lost in the division, and she's great. And, and she's having a great run right now, and she should. She does a great job. And, uh, I worry about her going forward, not because of her talent, or because of of anything like that, I just I just wonder if she's going to get lost in the land of the divas, and she shouldn't, but she will, maybe. Yeah, I mean they're booking it perfectly in in NXT, but yeah, sometimes when they get up to that main roster, as evident by as you mentioned, Bailey, uh, they just they Emma. haven't. Yeah, Emma's another Emma's another one who's super over in NXT. Yeah, it just didn't translate to uh to the mass audience. All right, so those are our picks for NXT TakeOver Toronto. And again, we say go seek this out on the WWE Network and watch it, learn, enjoy. It was a great show, and this is a great show, Eric. It sure is. This is the only other wrestling podcast that I listen to. I mean that. Thanks very much, Eric. And we listen- I love your show. We listen as well, and when we talk about you every week, you're doing Facebook Live every week, every Wednesday night. If you go to our page, uh, Hurricane Ronald Wrestling Podcast, you can subscribe there, and you'll get a notification every week at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday. Uh, you'll get a notification that we're going live. We're doing it live in studio. We also do re- release the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all that. But we've been getting a huge response from the live feed, and you can kind of chat along with us, and we'll respond to you if, if you say something worthwhile. Not just, <laughs> I'm not going to respond to you if you make fun of my haircut, or <laughs> maybe, maybe the other guys will. But uh, you know, it, it's been great. Uh, Facebook Live has definitely done wonders for our show. It's it's fun to interact with the people that are listening as well, and uh, so definitely go to our Facebook page and like that Hurricane Rana Wrestling Podcast. And you're also on Twitter at the Hurricane Rana at the Hurricane Rana, yes, and on Instagram as well, yes. Well, Eric Tolley, it's been fantastic to finally be able to speak to you and do a little podcasting together, and let's do this again really soon. You should. Now you owe me one. You're going to be on my show. So All right. I, I, look, I look forward to making that happen. All right. That's awesome. Fantastic. All right. Thank you very much for listening to Something Extra this week. The Kingpin returns for episode 32 on Monday. For more wrestling podcasts about nothing, search for us wherever you get your podcasts or find all the episodes at bdaradio.com.